0: Today I've been listening to just constantly, just like a ton of radio. Listen to like ONA and Old Stern from uh, the 1980s. And uh, it just gets in your head and you figure out what's good and what isn't. There was one where uh, Artie Lang was just shitting on Howard Stern and it was so real. It was so, uh, you know, so sincere and shit like that great yeah that is great fucking radio or just a great podcast a great show a great recording and i was listening to one of my old uh recordings and i i couldn't pick out what i was saying some of it was kind of vague like i just left out words so the things i was saying didn't really make sense because i said it like what the fuck is it you know and I, i need to really when i say certain words i got to not be so fucking lazy and commit to pronouncing the word so people that are listening can actually understand what i'm talking about or what i'm saying but i don't want to be serious like i'm trying to chill out fucking so you know relax a little um and all these movies i got to watch like all these old mel brooks movies i've yet to watch Any of them. I think I started high anxiety, but never, uh, didn't really get that far. I think I I just stopped watching after five minutes. Because I was just, it was late at night. I was tired. I was like, ah, fuck this. Go to bed. Couldn't sleep. I think I ended up jerking off. But uh, didn't really, um, nothing really happened with the movie. You know, he goes to the psych ward. He's this new psychiatrist. Reminds me of that movie with Rob, Robin Williams and De Niro, where it's kind of like Cuckoo's Nest, but it's like from the point of view or, or the perspective of a a, a shrink or a, a doctor, I, I guess. So it's kind of like that, except it's like more of a parody of it. It's a parody of Psycho. It, it's good. It's real. It's a funny, funny movie. When he's getting off the plane, he's at the airport. And the guy helping him with his bags is a taxi or, I you don't know if it's a limo driver, a taxi driver, who's um, Levitt from Barney Miller. I realized as I was uh, watching the movies, ah, shit, that's, that's Levitt, the short cop. You know, I'm just lying in bed here. I've had way too many Tootsie Rolls. Uh, and I got this weird, fucking, like, raspy thing going on with my voice. I don't know what it is, but uh, I don't know. It is what it is, I guess. I need a sip of water. But I was listening to this bit of uh, Stern from, I don't know, 88, 89. And he's calling a principal of a school. He's pretending to be a parent who has a kid who suffers from Tourette's. So... While he's calling this principal, he has a guy in the back of the fucking room yelling, you know, out of control, swearing like he's got Tourette's to make the bit bit even more believable. Like, it's good. Like, that's fucking amazing. I listened to ONA. It was like one of the early Nopi shows. And he's, he's not. And this sh- it's boring. Who they have on is like Al Franken or whatever. Or Al Jackson. Um, Bill Schultz and uh, Andy Levy from Red Eye. And it's terrible. It's a really. The one good part is that they're all laughing and it's loud and they're busting balls. And that's, that's great. That's fucking hilarious. But the show itself is. Like that, not saying the whole show, but that one particular show wasn't good. You know, the first one without Opie, you had Patrice on and Joe DeRosa. It was really good. The whole thing with Patrice and Danny, that was good. Stupid thing with the laptop. That was hilarious. That was fucking hilarious. Sorry. <clears throat> Drinking water. But that, that was great. You know, I miss. The thing about I miss is that uh, he's not really a funny person. He did outrageous things that were funny. Calling McDonald's, the lookalike contest, things that got him fired were funny. Making fun of Clinton. He did. And then they would do these segments where they would do sports interviews but they would add things in to make it funny so with the sports they make it f- good so there were parts that were but generally the show is terrible especially in the 90s it was so bad but you get like the 70s or 80s imus it's he's pretty funny i see stern's way way funnier than miss. it's not even comparable ONA was much more sincere because that's where the society was at, you know. Talk about anything. Like, because it's, you know, XM or serious XM, where you can swear more and be more vulgar, but really be more real and sincere. So with radio, you know, K-Rock, where or, or Stern was, you couldn't, you know. Couldn't speak like that. So in that way, it was better. It was more real and sincere and entertaining. But there were so many parts from the show, from the Stern show. I don't even know what it was called. That was just great. I saw this clip where he's talking to a guy down off a bridge who was about to jump off and kill himself. You know? And then uh, some, there's some other ones that were great. He had this caller, and he's just saying, fuck you to the caller. Like, Why are you calling me? Like, at least I'm getting paid to do this. What's your excuse? He's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm just trying to voice my view. It's like, no, you're not. Get the hell out of here. And he's just being honest and brutal and making fun of him. Like, get... I don't like you. You're a prick, you know. And you think you're great. And then he started saying like, uh, you know, at least with people that know they're not the greatest. Like you, you, you think you're so great. You're the greatest. Like you're so good. You have a high view of yourself. But at least with other people, they're not going to be hypocritical like that. They know they suck. They know they're not that great. And I've a respect for those kind of people. And that Stern is amazing. Like, that's so fucking good. I'd say as he was getting his movie is when he started to become a little more spoiled. And Artie was talking to um, uh, Jackie uh, about this, where he was like, You had these two writers that wrote about upper class. You had F. Scott Fitzgerald who wrote uh, um, Gatsby or Gatsby the Great, I guess. Or The Great Gatsby, I don't know. Um, And he became that. He wanted them. He, he, He went into the world. But the other writer, Hunter S. Thompson... Loathing in Las Vegas, or whatever you wrote that was about this high class, I, th- I think that's what it was. Because when he was like in the movie, he didn't fall to his knees and kiss their ass. That's not what he did, you know? That's just not what happened. So with Johnny Depp, it's like, no, you have to come to my world. And he was still a rebel, you know? So that's what happened with Stern. Like, it's crazy. I have this guy in the the 80s and the early, early 90s, before he gets the movie. Once he gets the movie, he becomes more spoiled and he wants favors and he's pickier and he's, you know, he's much more of this Hollywood Jew. You know what I mean? So that's where you start. Had this downfall begin. I'd say once he got uh, himself on video, that's when it, either right before it started or as it was starting. You know what I mean? So, uh, I don't know. That's just, that's where he fucked up. That's the downfall of Stern. You know? We've seen like a downfall of people. If you even go online, you can see the downfall of stuttering john or the downfall of opie greg opie hughes but with kumia like it's he isn't completely like he's been because of his politics that's what saved him you know but a lot of other people have lost their career like if you're not fired or canceled or kicked out um you'll become stagnant there's this this YouTube vlogger, um, who, he, uh, he, was always on the skateboard. What's his name? Casey Neistat. I don't. I forget his name. Casey Neistat. No, that's a little too German. Casey something. Or um, he's like, if you don't keep pushing and changing things and keep going up, you become stagnant. And that's what's happened with Stern. He's become so, and not, at first it was because he was being stupid. But now, oh, he's so stagnant. He's boring. He's just, he's not that guy anymore. He's older. He's mushier. He's less entertaining. Radio's changed. He's changed. I listen to Kumia talk about this. Listen to that. You can find so many videos on the downfall of Stern. There was like a mini, like, documentary. And just, wow. I mean, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, this shit is crazy. It's fucking crazy. If you go back, this guy's really, really talented. Like, what he came up with was so great like at least for now he's the only guy who's going to be able to do it because you had some great bits on ONA with the the piano store and then with I guess the guitar and um the homeless guy we got them fired with uh something rice um and uh I he's always destroying things like a cake or a guitar. Um, but you got these great radio bits. And on Stern, there's a lot of them. I mean, there's a lot. If you go to, like, the 80s or maybe the 90s, like, like, 90, 91, I think you'll find them, like... I was going to do, like, a montage of, like, best stern, like, radio bits, radio skits, 87, 88, 89. And they're so good. They're so fucking good. It's crazy. Like, it's... With, with the podcast, which I find very boring, is people just talking about drugs or booze or DMT. Like, move around, get up, go outside. I like to see people do a podcast. You know, I see Ari Shafir doing this, who's really like doing a podcast in a car or outside. Like, at least he's doing something. He's on his bike. You know, it's, it's fucking good. I want to see it moving. That's why p- movies are so great because there are cuts and things are moving. People are moving. I'd like to see a podcast where people are playing pool or darts. You know, they're at a bar. You can hear this background chatter, but it's not – it's like it doesn't take away from the interview, from the conversation. You know what I mean? So it's – Change it up. It's becoming stagnant. It's the same thing since, what, 2013, 14, 15? Like, it's almost 10 years. Like, stop. Like, do something. Do something else. Do something new and make it exciting. Really push the envelope. I mean, what are you so afraid of? Like, everybody just sits in chairs in studios and just talks. Like, i to get up and move around. I remember watching Carson... And it was the first time Robin Williams was on. And all of a sudden you see him get up and he's playing with a boom mic. Even Rickles did that a little bit. And he's pretending to be like a dolphin, a, a, you know, Sea World, And he's getting up towards the cameras and the audience. And something's happening. Something's moving. You know, it's not just like there needs to be movement. Like I don't want it to just stay still. Like it's no, no you don't get to do that okay you don't you don't you just don't get to do that like that's that shouldn't be loud it should be legal okay like please don't do something else like to me go to a bar play pool play chess checkers i don't know some sort of a board game you know not a video game it doesn't work with the screen and the cameras there's too much of a glare. And if you add it on the screen it takes away from the camera view. So board game. It's better. You know, it's way better. Plus you don't have to deal with Wi Fi and internet and all that crap. Um so you know do that. Do that, please. Can you just can you just do that? I'm gonna if, if I had the fucking money and I know somebody's gonna steal my idea, but uh if they do I don't care, you're you're not me. I'm going to bring something to the table that's different because I'm awkward and weird and quiet, you know? And I was listening to that one show where Artie's talking to uh, Jokeman Jackie or Jokeman Jack, whatever. And he's talking about how Howard was this quiet guy who didn't really know how to talk to the in crowd, and the only way to get their attention, for them to pay attention to him, is to be outrageous and shocking, right? And this this like acceptance from all these hollywood people are like the in crowd of people and went to high school with so it's kind of like that so that like that makes sense that, that like that unlocks that's like that makes the whole thing all the pieces come together it's like oh that's why he's doing all of this it's like a therapeutic thing and now I don't even know what he's doing. Because, like, he's not physically seeing them. He has those kind of people on his show, sure. But, you know, it's way worse, you know? Because he's locked up in his mansion. It's fucking awful. It's fucking awful. That's that's not a life. Who the hell would want to live like that where you're just... In a giant mansion by yourself, echoing, you know. I mean, that's there was actually another clip from like the 90s. He's talking about how has fame or success changed tower? That was like the title. He's talking about how he, he wants a light and he's complaining about the AC and how in the bathroom he wanted to shave, but there was no light, so he had to attach. A light, and he's complaining about these small things. That like, who cares? Like, really? But he's now he's Howard Stern. You know, he's got this big radio show. He's got a movie. He's interviewing actors and musicians. He's a hot shot. He's big. He's a big, hot shot. And you know, it's like that's the start of it. That's the start. Like, he was just, because there were no politics. So with, like, Rogan, he's going to split people, kind of. And also with the CNN stuff and the, uh, like, he got a lot of people because of how he feels about marijuana and uh, you got the comedy that brings up a, another chunk with Stern, people just turn on the radio. And there's so many people in New York, but he was it was like all over, you know, Philly, Detroit, Washington, New York, K Rock, all over. But I get this huge. I don't know anything about Stern. I'm an idiot. I hardly, I didn't, I wasn't even alive back then. Like I I don't know anything, but. The point is, the guy had a huge audience. He was really funny from like 1980, I don't know, 5, 6, to like 1993. I say from then, that's like, because he was still funny in the early 90s. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's just so amazing to me. I recently realized how good he was. Like, he was good. He was, he was good. I mean, yeah. Um, where's the recording? Okay, 20 minutes, good. Um, but, uh, it's just shocking to me and funny how you can go from that good. To this... Like, how do you get from there to... I mean, I understand it. It's the Hollywood and the PC. And then... You see it from face to face. Studio to studio. And boom, boom, boom. He's not mean anymore. He's not outrageous. He's apologizing. The whole thing with the trophy wife. That's so hypocritical. Um... It's just amazing. I mean crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Anyway, uh forget that. I need to move on to another subject. We're talking about that. Uh, had hurts from talking for so long without a break. Oh, all right, yeah, oh my God <laughs> anyway, I if my cigar is still outside. <clears throat> I just left it there. yesterday I left it. It fell, and I don't know how much dirt got on it, but I still smoked it. <laughs> And then I'll probably do the same thing again, because I can't smoke a whole cigar. It's just too much tobacco for me. I, I honestly I can't just smoke that much. It's it'll give me a stomach ache. I feel like I'm gonna puke. I feel like I'm hungover because one, one time I got really drunk and smoked like three cigars, like between like. Midnight and like 5 a.m. It was terrible. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway. <clears throat> I still have to finish that baseball game. I never finished because the Guardians were playing the Mariners, but I never fucking. And I, first of all, I hate the team. Those players are so goddamn smug. And they're so cocky and douchey. Like, yeah, we got the, yeah, uh, we to be scoring, yeah. It's like, oh, I hate you so much. They're just fucking assholes. An entire team. Should have just canceled, like, the team. Like, just, like, why do you get, get them, give them a chance to change... Their name, like, god damn. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Ah, the pusher's st- stuck in my head now, that song. Dealer, Dealer is a man, man with a can in his hands. (laughs) But as I was watching all those clips, I got so sad. Like, oh, this sucks. Like, why aren't there any shows like that? Oh, because it's radio and he can't do that. Like, you just can't. Like, radio is so boring now. Like, there are a lot of... You can go to so many colleges all throughout the United States. And you got these school stations. Or if you grew up in Seattle, you had the, what, 92.5. That was the most, probably one of the biggest stations. It was Q, whatever, in the morning. And it was just... There's nothing outrageous about it, nothing funny. It was all talking about dating and crap. And it's like, ugh, this is a show for women. I don't know. I remember going to school in the car. My mom, my sister, my brother fucking loved that show. I never got it. I was like, eh. I think I was laughing more at the homeless people outside and the birds and the shit on the sidewalk other than this dumb radio show, which sucks fucking sucks you know um really the first radio show I ever listened to was um the Fraser Crane show (laughs) no but I don't think you do a show like that nowadays they're making like a dark fucked up like movie of that but uh can you imagine hanging up on people, especially if they're not white? Like that's not, that's not flying. Hollywood isn't gonna let you make a show like that, or it's radio, you know. But uh, really, the first, I, cause I I was at this radio station at my high school for like, I don't know, four months, very brief time, short. Um, and then there were these kids doing like a baseball. Oh, we talking about baseball and sports. It's like a sports talk show, I guess. And they weird these, do these weird like trivia games, like a quiz of sports. And they're trying to make it fun. And it was really boring. Most of the kids that were doing those shows um, were all stoners. So they had that effect where their mind was. Slow or a lot of brain cells just raped and destroyed, and uh, you know it's like uh, you know. Um, I don't think you, sh- you should be doing this. I don't think you should be doing this. You kind of, you you're not too good at this. Okay, <laughs> get the hell out of the studio. Like there were a lot that were just bad. Remember, I went there to do like a guitar song. It was terrible. I did like uh, some Johnny Cash song. It was awful. If I if I did one now, I could probably do House of the Rising Sun. That I can nail and in Prison Blues. That's it. Any other song I suck. Maybe Cry Cry Cry, Cry but those are the only songs I know. And uh <clears throat> it was a bunch of weird like I did, like, a weird show. I would pretty much just talk to myself, but um, I – interviews every month. I was on at, like, 7 in the morning. Nobody – or 5. Nobody was listening. It was so early. Um, I could pretty much talk about whatever I wanted to. and they, I think they l- listen to what I – listened to all the content, Listen to the whole – like, our show needed to be at least, like, 45 minutes. So uh, just to know if I was going to get in trouble or not. I never did live. I could never. I was too paranoid and weirded out to do a live show. Because in this, this booth that was, like, in between two hallways. And people would pass. I mean, I don't want people to see me. Do I? I can't. And it's with other people too. It's like, I ah, know. I'd probably fuck up. I, there's no way I could have done that. But I interviewed a cop, a doctor wrote this book. Some kid from like a the class. I think that was it. One, two. Three. I think that's it, you know? Because I was there for four months. And the second wow. month I was there, um, ...is when I started interviewing, I think. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And I would write down in a notebook exactly what I wanted to talk about. There was one... I was telling these stories from, like, um, uh, the big book of Jewish humor. And another show I did. It was, like, this weird bird. And this guy who had a son who brought in this bird. The bird could talk... And the bird claimed that it was Jewish and he geeked out the bird because um I don't know, his life just wasn't going well, but he was this Jewish bird hater. That was I told that entire story. It was terrible. But a bunch of weird, like Jewish, very Ashkenazic jokes. Another show I did was like the history of the Beatles and all of that. I think that was like my best one. But every week, it was like one show. It was terrible. But yeah, I've been doing it pretty much since then. I've been doing It's exactly this, except it's not being broadcasted live. It's just you click on it and press play. That's pretty much it. There's no real difference. It's kind of the same thing. So three years. Um. Pretty much before that, I I did, like, recordings on my cassette player, but that was it, you know? I'm trying to think. Yeah, that was, like, the first time, really, you know? 2018, 2019. I wanted to do stand-up, but I couldn't. That's how fucking anal all of Seattle is or was or was or is. Where they were, like, the only open mics were at bars and they... You have to show ID and they won't fucking let me in. You know? Um So I had to wait. I literally waited three years. I had to wait three goddamn years from eighteen to twenty one. Three years. And then COVID hit and then the literally three. Comedy clubs were all shut. You would club comedy, which is probably gone now. Comedy underground, which is gone now. And laughs, which I think is still there. And laughs, that's where I did like my first mic. It was terrible. I wasn't even trying to be funny. I just wanted to talk like this. This is what I wanted to do. And I did a bunch in L.A. and Santa Monica. And uh, and then a bunch in D.C., you know, at the the library tavern And uh, at all these weird musical open mics I would do, so I would get 15 minutes. Like, fuck yeah. I got 15 minutes to do stand-up instead of five, three. Yeah. You know, I would bomb. I didn't care. I just wanted to talk and enunciate and say all these, like, fucked up things. I think there was one in Alexandria at this weird, like, German bar. Um, Another... Alexandria, what was the other one? Uh, it was at this weird pizza restaurant. The fucking host hated me. He would turn all the speakers down. Because he, he knew... I wasn't gonna be that loud, so he wanted to turn it down, and everybody was talking over me. He was fucking awful. But the great part was, after every show, a hot girl came up and talked to me. It was great. It happened two times in a row. First time, she had black hair. I was so fucking nervous. I'm like, "Why are you talking to me? I'm an ugly shithead. I'm. I don't have a charm. I'm not that funny. You know." and second, it was a hot blonde. It was fucking. It's crazy. I think is I embarrassed myself so much, and I looked so pissed off that they just felt bad and came and spoke to me. Um, yeah, pretty cool. It was pretty fucking cool for that to happen. Um, can't remember all the other places, but. Pretty much in L.A., I did the same one. It was Santa Monica. It was um, Broadway Comedy Club West, I think, because there was that club from New York, but it was like a branch off, and they brought it to L.A., and it was in somebody's – it was in a fucking apartment. You had to do, like, a code, open a gate door, walk up past all these rooms. There was, like, a balcony where everybody meets, and then you walk in, and it's open because it's COVID, stupid everybody's outside smoking and vaping it's terrible there's no stage it's like planks of wood painted black to look like a stage And sloppy the walls painted black but it's not even a straight line it's like clumps it's like some of it looks like pieces of you know when people take a bite out of a cake or an apple so it looked like that it looked like it just didn't look right. The paint—it was like had all these weird shapes, but it was a fucking weird. It was—it's <laughs> was fucking weird. Um, I went from laughs, and then I moved my brother and my sister down to L.A. Seattle it just became such a shithole? All the homeless people and the drugs. I my mean, goddamn, goddamn! The dealer—the dealer is a man. <laughs> love that song. The Pusher. And then, I don't know what the fuck happened to my brother. But he didn't like me or didn't like school or didn't like our cousins that lived there and the Jews. And then he dyed his hair and then he went back to Seattle. And then I went to visit my dad and I guess stayed there. And I started doing open mics there. um, Which I I don't, I'm not cut out for that. Seriously, not good for that. And I did, like, five in Israel. Four. Really did, yeah, I think I did five. I think I did, like, three or four at the one-up at uh, the Danes and Camel, whatever it was. Which is a, sh- just, that name doesn't really, Dan Camel Camel's like a club. It's a bar. It's not a, it's not a club. Um, So the name, it doesn't, I don't know, the name's weird. And then I did another one at uh, Norman Bar. It was like this really, really small bar. Everybody's pretty much outside. I wanna do the first week, but the guy... What was it? Oh, yeah. The host couldn't make it so there was a music event instead. And then I came a week later and the guy had COVID. I was like, fuck. So I had to him keep... After that, the third time, and then I was able to do it. Yeah, I did. I did okay-ish, but I make people very uncomfortable. My face, the way I look, I just make them uncomfortable. You know, I don't, I don't really care. I don't even like stand-up. I like stand-ups, but do I like doing stand-up? Nah. Yeah, I don't really like it. Not really my thing. So I went to Laughs, then all the clubs in Santa Monica, and that added up to like 14 or 15. Um, and then I st- started doing... Uh, it was called like the Brow House. It was this German Brow House in Alexandria. And I think also in Alexandria, no, maybe it was somewhere else. But it was this pizza restaurant. I can't remember what it was called. I went there like three or four times. And then I went to another one. It was... Uh, and I the guy banned me. <laughs> he, he fucking banned me from that open mic. Because <laughs> I think I said cunt too many times. And I had these Nazis jokes about War, War, World War II. Oh, and I did another one. Like, I did so many in DC, I forgot. I did four or five different places. Holy shit. I was all over the place. Um, I'll have to find those names. But basically, the jokes I did at this... Hold on, I need to. I need to find. His names, Washington, D.C. Comedy Open. Okay. Um. Ah, it was Arlington. That's what it was. Arlington. That's making sense. So the two musical open mics that it were in Arlington. So okay, Arlington pizza. pizza. Okay. Okay, Boston Local, Library Tavern, Adam's Bomb, Dirty Water. Okay, now I remember. So I, I did a bunch of Adam's Bomb comedy open mic, which you have to sign up for. Sign a sexual harassment agreement, which is fucking insane. It's open mic, what the fuck? Um. Dirty Water Bar, which is like... It's in between two buildings, and you open this door, and you go up, and there's, like, this weird club. And it's it's a very, like, Boston bar. It's got, like, Bruins on the wall and the Patriots logo and the Celtics. And I think it probably got a lot of uh, customers because this is a couple months before uh, the Celtics got to the finals and lost. Did they lose? I don't even remember. I forget. But I did that one. And one time, holy shit, this was crazy. One time, there was, there was this, I, I was sitting down and there's was just a bunch of black guys just shitting on white people. That's pretty much what it is. And uh, I'm like, okay, after this guy, I'm going to go. But as I got up, a girl got up too. It's like, oh, shit. Well, oh, fuck yeah. it. I don't care. I'm just going to go. And I'm following her. And she thinks I'm following her with the whole sexual harassment thing. She's extra paranoid. And walking, walking, walk, and she has a Bud Light in her hand, and the guy's like, "Hey, you can't take that with you. That's a, a Bud Light." She's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And I walk away and go. She's looking at me. I guess I look sketchy, but the entire time she thought I was gonna go tackle her and rape her or some shit. Like, what the fuck? Like, people are so on edge. Holy shit! But I did so. I didn't even realize. So I did Dirty Water, Library Tavern, a lot. Boston Local, which was like this pizza place, and there was a bunch of musical stuff. It was great. 15 minutes. I mean, what a hack. Like, to me, that is a hack where you get 15 minutes, and then there was another one. What's the other one? Music open mic Um I don't even think it's on here anymore. I think it's gone, holy shit. I think it like disappeared or something like that. Where where is it? I have to find my email. And I remember reading the email at Dirty Wall uh dirty water, at that open mic, and I got a little bit of a laugh uh, from the host. It was, it was pretty cool. And I was pacing. I was wearing these weird douchey sunglasses, a hippie would wear, fake cigarette. Um, maybe it's in my email. i got to, like, open mic. Let's see if I can find it. And the guy wrote me an email because he videoed the whole thing. I asked to pay him for the video. He's like, no, you've you've uh, you've been banned. Um copy of no. And I still get these emails from the atom bomb. I mean I definitely know the atom bomb experience. Bombed all the time. Uh well, this is a while ago. Adam Coonan nope. Eventbrite Where the hell is this thing? I can't find it. Um,, it's gotta be here. Oh, here it was. It was called the Roadside Grill. I'm gonna read you the email. Oh, it's so fucking so uncomfortable. It was like, okay, so this is what what I wrote. Um, I performed stamp comedy on January nineteenth at eight thirty or so. Did you check the video? Did you ask Alex? I'm sorry. Me and him got on the wrong foot. <laughs> oh, yes, by right Hello, my name is Sivan. I was at one of your open mics. I wasn't able to get my performance on video, but Alex was recording it all on a video camera. Is there any way I can get my video even for a 100 bucks? I don't know. I'm from Stand-Up Comedy on January 19th blah, 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 at 830 did you check the video? Did you ask Alex? I'm sorry, me and him got on the wrong foot. And this is it. It's so, like, they're trying to be so nice about it, but they're just being douchebags. It's like, the only comedian we had performed... The the only comedian we performed at the open mic last night was extremely offensive and used totally inappropriate language and generated zero response or Laughter. Ideally a room mic is for acoustic artists. What? My voice wasn't acoustic? Furthermore, I don't have any video from last night, which means you deleted it. In the comedian from last night, from last night's open mic is no longer invited back here at Roadside. Thanks! Like that's that's literally the fucking email. Like this is this shit's hilarious. Holy crap. <laughs> they banned me from a musical open mic i've never been banned from something like that before um holy shit i've been banned from many things from uh bumble from hinge and this roadside grill open mic i mean fuck that's funny um but yeah I, i got hit up by a hermaphrodite on uh bumble i was like ugh you're gross that's fucking disgusting I wouldn't, I wouldn't even have sexually if I was like a if you were like a prostitute. I don't even know what I wrote, but then they reported me. I got banned. And then there the, there was another one on hand where I uploaded a picture of me in a tank top, or me with my shirt off. I don't know what it was, and they they banned me from from there too. So I think I'm banned from like three things, from so two dating apps and roadside girl. <laughs> Yeah, I went to a lot of them, a lot of all over, really fucking tried. Like, I wouldn't, because I went to the one in Seattle. I went to Westside Comedy Theater in Santa Monica, but I think they were shut. The uh, open mic was, like, out of date. So I did Laughs, um, Comedy Club West or whatever i did um library tavern dirty water bar boston local roadside grill um uh the Ger- the german brow house one um and then norrn bar in israel and also uh what's the other one? one up whatever like well, uh the dancing camels so I've done nine different places and none of them none of I think one was a comedy club but pretty much like 90% of them weren't comedy clubs they were all like bars apartments I don't know restaurants like these weird weird places that had nothing to do with comedy i was such a fucking amateur i was terrible i was just awful i don't know what i was doing (laughs) i bombed every time i think i made like one person laugh really hard like two times I i was that guy you know either nobody was laughing or like i got a couple chuckles but like Either nobody was laughing or there was one guy just laughing his ass off. Other times, uh you know, I had like a some girls or like a group like kinda chuckle, but they went dying laughing. I've never killed ever. I don't think I will. Uh Yeah. Yeah, that's the one time you're proud of uh being a murderer is when you're a comedian. It's like tonight I commit I murdered, you know? I really killed. It's like, ooh, that's not gonna look good in a court. That's not something you want to put on your resume, eh? Somebody might confuse that for something serious. You better watch out. <laughs> you better watch out. You better not pout. <laughs> yeah I hate Christmas songs. They're fucking annoying too. Ugh. Fucking hate those. A lot of those are written by Jews, but they're just annoying. And that that's the only time you'll find a Jew talking about Christmas. You know, a lot of those songs are written by Jews. Like the Jews are so proud to be Jews. What does that mean? You're just in a I don't know, like a like a group, like a fucking I don't know, like like a gang or whatever. Like I'm so proud of my Judaism. Us Jews need to come together like ugh, oh, shut up. What does that even mean? You're proud of being a Jew. Like, ugh. Like, that isn't, what is that? Like, what even is that? That's a joke is what that is. That's a, that's just a joke, you know? I got, like, nine minutes left. I got nine minutes. Nine minutes. Um, I guess I'll plug, I guess. I don't know. You can find me on Instagram, Sivon Trikey. You can find me on Twitter. I think it's like A Sivon Trikey. You can find me on Getter. You can find me on uh Spotify. Which is probably where you already found me. Uh YouTube, I think it's like Mark Green or something like that. Um Electric one one five with a C and then a K You can just search like Mark Green's voice But the greens Like right before Right between the N and the S There's an apostrophe That little Looks like a little Yud Like a little You know When you're talking about possession Like it's with a little stick thing But yeah I'm going nowhere And nothing with SoundCloud. They removed, like, half of my recording. I don't care. They're all pretty much terrible. Pretty much all of them were terrible. But they're gone. I have to, like, pay over the subscription to get them back, I guess. Maybe. On uh, Apple, they're also gone. So I don't... I think they're on, like, an old laptop of mine. But I don't even know where they are, really. Like, I think they're just gone. I don't know where those... uh those would be i i couldn't tell you um i'm gonna wrap this up uh i'm gonna have to see if I'm tricky I'm drinking a lot of water uh catch me in the next one if you can. you can watch some of my older recordings videos wherever if they're on tiktok or youtube or instagram of rants and uh you know just talking about things catch me there otherwise uh, wait out for the next one. I'll see you there. Goodbye, you, uh, you, uh, bye-bye.